Greetings and salutations, everybody. Welcome to the anime podcast of some sort. I'm DJM. I'm also David Majors. You can call me either one of those. My co-host, he has like a bunch of names. I've kind of given up to (laughs) really name them all. There's like eight of them now at this point. When we first met, it was only like one or two, but now there's eight. So, Jack, what's up? Welcome to the podcast. Everything that we know and love is reducible to the absurd acts of chemicals, and there is therefore no intrinsic value in this material universe. I mean, hi. Hi, David. Hi, Jackson. Hi. We're doing the APOS again. <laughs> We're doing it. There's a lot to talk about, and it's all really rad. And unfortunately, I don't think the two of us are up to the task unsupervised, because we will get out of hand with this. So there is some help. We've there, established there is. some help. There was we, a draft. We had, to, we had to pull in a ringer. We we had to like I had to really pull some strings and do some favors and take part <laughs> in some videos strings. that <laughs> take part in some okay. videos you can, you can that I'm not entirely part of. It's okay. You know, it's, it's okay. It's, we we respect people who suck dick around here. Look, look <laughs> I'm fine. I'm just we're not. I'm just saying, the, guys. We're not the AGDQ comment box. We we don't have any homophobia or transphobia around here. So I'm I'm just gonna say that in in some circles the DJM doesn't necessarily stand for David. Um, I'm just saying. <laughs> but 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 we want to welcome on the anime podcast of some sort from the Blade Licking Thieves podcast and the man I believe might be the nicest person on the entire oh, intertubes oh talking about anime and cartoons, a top gentleman of the highest caliber, ladies and gentlemen and everyone in between, the one and only, the incomparable, the inimitable, Grant the Thief. Grant, thank you so much for joining Woo! us. Jeez, what an intro. God, wouldn't it suck if I was just like a jerk? Like, <laughs> just walked in and was horrible? No, thanks so much for having me just, on, guys. Yeah, this fuck is great. you, and then you leave. <laughs> yeah, I'm just like, I don't even like cartoons, whatever. <laughs> Look, I, I haven't... Awkward I, the whole time. I actually haven't watched anime in like two years, so... That's why you sound so happy, I can tell. I can hear it in your voice. You're so cheery. Watching anime brings you down. As much as I loved doing It's in Season with Cody and Shay, it, it was clearly driving me out of my mind. Yeah, you know, not, if, if not necessarily one... Cody and Shay. I love you, Cody. I love you, Shay. Mwah, I love you both. But it clearly there are a lot of people out there. Grant, and I think you might agree with this. That seasonal anime grind, it can kind of drive you crazy. You know, and I think that, like, if, if there is one thing that, like, I guess, you know, I don't know. I, I don't want to call myself, like, an I am an old fan, but I'm not just a fan of older things. I love new things. I just finished watching, you know, The New Devil Man just yesterday. I try to keep up. I'm keeping up with The New Gintama. Like, I I really enjoy things kind of across the spectrum. If a good thing is good, I don't care what the, the manufacturing date was, so to speak. Um, but, man, the, the the keeping up with the seasonal grind comes in two flavors. Completely burning out. Or only like talking about which shows you've dropped. And like, I don't mean that to sound cruel. I just mean that like people who try to keep up seasonal, they don't just do a couple shows. Like they try to watch like 10 or 15 shows and it's just not humanly possible. Like, and, unless and you- Chris that was, that was the whole point of what we were doing with it's in season. It was like Man. just two or three at a time, just, just two or three. And if you don't want to keep up with the season, just just listen to us, please, for the love of God. You you don't have to kill yourself. 
And or you can do what I do and just uh, lie under a blanket and hope all the anime goes away. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> but it never does. More and more every year. It never I, just I feel like goes away. If you ever wonder, everyone, why, why I why I brought Jack on, that's why right there. Jack <laughs> understands what this is really all about. Is that this this is this is an exercise <laughs> in futile terror and existential dread. I'm there are pockets. There are pockets in between where all of this anime stuff can be pretty fun. You've heard of my exploits at conventions. Jack, <laughs> you've just, you've oh just in- attended SAC Anime Winter in, in California, did you not? Oh, yeah. No, no, as, a, as opposed to SAC Anime uh, in Sacramento, Nairobi. So, you know, it was a really international affair. But yes, yeah, SAC Anime Winter. Um, I have to actually say, first... Of all, um, I think this is starting to really become my favorite convention for many reasons that I'll get into, not just particulars, but just because this is a very intimate kind of thing, you know. Convention center is pretty smallish, but uh, that means you run into people a little bit more often. And I like to make the rounds, blasting cosplay appropriate music. So let's just drop all the pretenses and get into what the really good stuff was. Such as meeting more lifelong friends, because it seems like every year I'll meet four or five people that I will continue to have correspondence with, which is insane that I just get five friends for free every convention. (laughs) (laughs) All right. But they're all really awesome and incredible people. And uh, boy, I'm going to really be sad to betray them with my critique of Steven Universe, because a couple of them were cosplaying that. But the, the real thing is... Couple really great things happened, and uh, on the on the last day, specifically, one of those things was the long awaited, the long delayed uh, meeting of Charles Martinet because he consistently goes to SAC Anime, and there was such a major communication problem. Uh, the last time I tried to go, where they go, oh, it's in fifteen minutes, and then I go, and they go, no, it was fifteen minutes from ending, and it took me fifteen minutes to get there, so you can see how the problem existed. Uh, I can't really fault anybody who worked or five volunteer at SAC Anime. It's all volunteer. It's all really rough for them. But uh, you, know, you know, it's none of them know a single answer between any of them, which is really frustrating. But it's because you know communication isn't happening. Charles so Martinet. But this time, Charles Martinet for everyone is a voice actor best known for like Mario everything. Just just everything, Mario, Mario, Luigi, Wario, Waluigi, Toadsworth. Uh, uh, I think he does like another character I can't think of, but he is great. And I've been wanting to meet him. And uh, thanks to a, a friend of mine whom st- I like to plug and can't pronounce their username. So I'm just going to spell it for you. It's <laughs> like, we, like we don't want the kids to know. <laughs> Got to spell uh, it. <laughs> it is like I, I would say maybe the best way to pronounce it would be Skulls. So um, I, I want to plug them because uh, they made four jackets, bomber-style 1950s greaser uh, gang jackets for all of us t- to do uh, Rebel Without a Cart on that last day to meet Charles Martinet. Uh, I was Waluigi as a greaser, obviously. <laughs> and then we had Freddie Mercury Luigi and uh, Princess Daisy, whose uh, jacket read, Not Your Princess. And uh, Peach, whose jacket read, kiss my, and then a picture of a very Mm. beautiful, anatomically correct Peach. 
So I really <laughs> want to recommend them to people for all your cosplay needs because it's been real good, real cheap. And if you're good for the money, it will give you a good installment plan. So that's T-Y-S-K-C-U-H-S. You can find them under that handle on Instagram, on Twitter, on Tumblr, that kind of and good stuff. Jack, send that to me and yes. I'll make sure to put it in the show notes. Yeah, let me just go ahead and do that. And uh, so that was a really great time. Uh, I've got some videos, some of which I can't share because it was unique voice stuff for me. But uh, <laughs> I wish I could send it to people because I made him reference Oni Plays because I'm an idiot. <laughs> and uh, he was just so inspiring and he hugged me twice. And that was a really great time. We spent a long time in line. And right as we were at the front, he went to go get tea and apologized and went, wahoo. And I don't know. It was it was just so sweet. He even uh, pretty much had us all pose the same way. Like, okay, now you're gonna do the victory pose. Now you're gonna now you're gonna put your hand up like you're gonna hit the block. Like it was it's a really sweet time. And he signed all of our jackets at the same place, the lower right corner, to in our in, in each character, each corresponding character. And it was just it's just adorable because he's just rattling off like, okay, get Luigi smile. And then get Luigi eyes. And I say, ho ho. And then he just drops it and goes by Charles Martinet. Just writes that right underneath. <laughs> he so he was so sweet and so adorable. And I have to be I just, you know, it's good to have such a gracious and humble voice actor in mid all of these other fellas because a lot of them specifically the male ones tend to be like oh man i just i i have i'm just oh i'm the best except crispin yeah. freeman whom, whom my friends did meet and i've also met weirdly offhandedly just like walking past him before but they all went to go see him dressed as slayer's characters and again uh that was all because handiwork and it was all <laughs> amazingly on point that was but on the subject of cosplay there is something that blows all this good stuff out of the water all the all the good drinks all the endless mimosas all the chocolate martinis that the marriott is so good for during sack anime this is the highlight of it uh you know what? I don't know if I've ever told you guys. This is such a surprise coming from me. It's not like anything I've ever talked about. It has nothing to do with any of my tastes. But um, well, I'm what's a big that, fan Jackson? Of this, this little, little known. I'm a little. Uh, I'm a little bit of a fan of this uh, kind of you know indie darling. You know, probably haven't heard of it. It's it doesn't it hasn't been selling really well. It's called um, uh, Kafid. Oh, Cuphead. Oh, okay. Uh, oh, the P and the I'm, H. I'm not familiar. Excuse me. I'm not yeah. familiar. Yeah, like not th all. they're from Canada, some right? Some sort of m mobile game, maybe. <laughs> is this what I'm hearing? The gotcha. That, is that the Canadian pronoun? That's the Canadian pronunciation. Kafid. Yeah, they're yeah. they're from Canada. Grant, are you familiar with with this? No, no, I'm not. I have no clue. Right. Well, go ahead, Jack. Go on. <laughs> I don't even own a computer, really. So <laughs> then, how are you here? Ghost, ah, ghost right behind man. me. I'm scared. <laughs> Surprise, I'm one of the coyotes. <laughs> oh no. I'm gonna get eaten now. Oh wait. <laughs> Coyote men cry, baby. Mm -hmm, but yes, mm -hmm. folks, it was no surprise looking at my Halloween costume. I would have to dote on it, improve on it, make sure that everything was all in place and make it con worthy. Saturday was all cuphead all the time and 
I did something I wasn't really, uh, I took a chance, uh, maybe, maybe middle of November when I realized, Hey, I actually did a really good job. I think making a period appropriate costume for this character, you know, kind of give it that 1930s gangster bootlegger kind of look to it. I don't think a lot of people are going to do that. They're probably just going to go black shirt, white, you know, white gloves and the pants. And they did, there were a small handful of people who did that. Uh, and uh, I said, okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna choreograph a vaudeville act for uh, maybe a minute and a half of a of a cuphead song and enter that into the cosplay masquerade, which is one of the big events for Sack Anime. And basically, what that is is uh, people who have signed up ahead of time to have some kind of audio. Uh, skit or whatever will you know they've got a couple months to do so and then the people can uh, have a walk-on entry where they just show up they pick random music for them usually to hilarious results I remember there was a Game of Thrones character who came on and Naruto music was playing so that was pretty entertaining (laughs) and meanwhile my friend turned to me and said my brother's doing the audio isn't he great like yeah yeah (laughs) yeah he is he's doing a great job the moment came and it passed and I thought I'd fucked up on my choreography, but uh, I thought I had a chance, if not in handiwork uh, for the prejudging where they ask you, you know, the process behind your costume and your inspiration and judge you for accuracy to the character or uh, how well you've sewn things. Uh, a lot of majority of which I didn't sew, just a lot of props, a lot of hand painted stuff and uh, dyeing the pants. I uh, I thought I might be a shoe in for an award for my performance. And lo and behold, not only did I win an award for my performance, I won an award for best performance. And I was up against a a lot of really impressive people, like people, you know, quoting stuff from video games, uh, a couple Steven universe, like full, full groups of people being like, you really show accurate with their mannerisms over this, uh, you know, like songs and clips of dialogue and just like, wow, I beat like, I, I beat at least like 25 really solid contenders here. Or like, you know, people I thought were really gonna, you know, get a lot of favorable judging. And I, you know, I, I was I was just so happy. It was a great moment. And uh, the, the award is beautiful. I was not expecting it to be so, so fancy and awesome. It's just this really great little pillar of glass and should probably take a better picture of it to hawk all over Twitter. But it's a, it's a really, it was a really big honor and I get to put that on any subsequent uh, entry forms to this particular event. Should I want to, and I'm fairly certain that's going to be a thing because all of my friends that I went to the convention with were instantly like, okay, I want to do this boss. I want to cosplay this boss. We're going to do this. And then like, you can like extend this to like this. And they got really into it. They got really excited. And I will just go ahead and drop here for Fanime, which is the next con I go to. I am planning on doing kind of an infomercial kind of snake oil salesman's get not really much of a dance this time, but kind of based off of the meme of not being able to get over that goddamn cylinder in the tutorial. Kind of like a, has this ever happened to you? Well, may MDHR Studios prescribe to you, get good, the only all-performance liquid guaranteed to make you 
get good. So that'll be a lot of fun to uh, stage, and maybe I can get someone to hold that cylinder for me. After or maybe you could it. put it inside of the cup that that's on your on top of your cranium. Oh yeah, and have it like uh, the straw. <laughs> on top of that, that'd be a good time. But in any case, it was absolutely incredible, and I met a lot of really rad people. And Instagram blew up, so I have to manage that and Twitter now. And uh, boy, that's a lot. It's a lot to do. But <laughs> it, it's it's been good. It's been good. And then right after I get out out of the convention center, uh, ATDQ starts up. So that was really great. Uh, aside from aforementioned shitty commenters but you know what it's like david always says and that i am emphatically echoing do not read the comments do not don't ever i won't say do don't ever i won't say don't ever go into a twitch chat but if it's a really big stream don't go into mm-hmm. a really big stream yeah. don't don't and go to into a chat room during a big tournament don't go into a twitch chat during agdq or a big big charity stream do not go in especially and, when someone's running earthbound because a franker z is everywhere the dog is tagging along franker z great i am so glad that we all decided to make the same joke so glad there's so there's there's no originality left, Jackson. You know that. There's nothing new under the sun. Oh, there's well. nothing. There's no originality. Only dank memes. You know that. Hmm. Well, well, you have something to discuss about about people going fast. So uh, why don't you tell I us a do. little bit about that? David? Are we going to talk about Sonic the Hedgehog? Finally, the segment yes. I was brought on for. Gotta go. Grant, roll around at the speed of sound. Don't you tease me, Sanic. Grant. Don't you <laughs> but tease me. But do you me. know the way? Do you know the way? Because oh, that's can, really can, important with Sonic Can we talk about that? Can we actually talk about that? <laughs> so yes, I actually am <laughs> going to talk about Sonic. Oh no. What, what because, oh, gosh. and I'm going to give a shout out to my old chat realm friends, the Diamond Club, uh, over at the Night Attack podcast, formerly the NSFW show podcast, because this particular meme, the Knuckles meme, uh, started from a, a gentleman in Uganda. And there were various v- clips from movies and, and stuff from Uganda. And when I came across this meme uh, from a friend who, who knows how much I love the Cianix, and when I heard this, it was like, wait a second, I know this. And then I realized it was from a movie called Who Killed Captain Alex? And it was a movie put out by a production company based out of Uganda called Ramon Film Productions. And they also put out a fantastic movie called Tebatsatsula years and years ago, like five or six years ago. And this was something that the NSFW show and the Diamond Club came up on years ago. So when... When you see something that was a reference, that that was an inside joke, because that's what we used to call memes, an inside joke from years ago, come back around and make its way back, it's incredibly fascinating to watch. So yes, everybody, once again, old DJM was five years ahead of everyone else. (laughs) And I was maybe like three months ahead, because before... Uganda Knuckles was a whole thing. Uh, 
I used to refer to the character as Nucles with my good friend David. Not David. Shit. Patrick. It's cause it's cause <laughs> it's cause Patrick is basically California David. And David is basically Detroit Patrick. And now I'm embarrassed. Uh, uh but he used to sing Ocean Man. They used to animate the little the little character, this little deformed character, and I used to pronounce it Nucleus. As he would sing Ocean Man with my good friend Patrick. But he did not get no delay. Joke's on you guys because I've been behind the whole time. (laughs) (laughs) I I only, I've seen a few weird knuckle faces, like knuckles, knuckles going around. And I clicked like one link and then I was like, whoop, I don't think I need to be looking at this. This Grant. into a weird place real fast. You don't know the way. No, Grant. I walked in with the pizzas. I saw the fire. I just backed out, man. I just was like, Grant, I got to tell you, just like with anime, it's best not to try and keep up. You don't need to worry about it. You don't need to try and watch things at double speed. (laughs) Unless you're, unless you're talking about one of these people from this Gizmodo article where apparently people do like to watch anime at full speed. These ah. hyper anime fans, they just want to consume as much anime as possible. From the article from Gizmodo, uh, it says that because we have these people that go out of their way to fill up their profiles on my anime list, anime planet, what, what have you, they watch anime episode by episode and they try and get their numbers up, their hours up. To show themselves as more of an expert aficionado on the anime genre. To which I pose the question, why? But then I stopped and thought about it for a second. And then I realized, hey, this is another thing that I've been hearing in podcasting for a while. That There are a lot of people I know that listen to podcasts at double speed. Which is kind of weird to me because these are also the people that I learned my podcasting art form from. The ones that are always trying to keep the podcast, you know, within an hour-ish. So we're all about the brevity and keeping things as tight as possible. So I understand where this is coming from, but that's podcasting. Podcasts are usually more digestible and disposable. But in the case of an anime, well... You can say there's a lot of disposable anime out there. Let, let's not kid ourselves. But mm. I don't I don't really feel like watching anime just to up your my anime list count is is all that good of an idea because how are you and grant how do you see someone that can retain and digest the information that they're consuming this way? Because there's so much information to take in. Yeah, I mean, I think I think it's one of those things where it's a pretty obvious reaction to. I mean, first off, it's just kind of standard, like you know, with nerds, uh, like 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 the martial artists of old, they measure the strength of their fist through through very sort of strange metrics, and for them, it's just the most classic nerd thing is recognizing a thing or knowing about a thing that someone else doesn't know about. So the more you watch, the more you know is probably the theory here. And there's probably an additional element where there's just so much content. And we live in this kind of, 
you know, I'm not going to bash postmodernism as a movement or anything, but in, in deconstructing everything, you do sort of end up where there's this idea that there aren't experts anymore or there is no expertise. So everyone is sort of on equal playing ground and everybody just has hot takes and opinions and all that. So everything feels less measurable. But if you attach yourself to something like, say, raw number of hours of anime watched, that is like a number you can attach that can sort of say, ah, look at my power level or, oh, look how skilled I am because we don't generally, at least in the, certainly in our culture right now, there's a a heavy shift away from the idea of expertise. Like, well, who cares what you think? Like, you know, who cares what the critics say? Like it's what I think or what I say, but then everybody is sort of equivalent in a weird way. And so this is something that you can put your hooks, you know, sink your teeth into and say, ah, but I have watched so much more. And if that's the only thing that matters is that number. Well, of course people are going to find ways to, make that number higher, which may include watching things at double speed. And I, I mean, obviously I, as somebody who I'm a, I, when it comes to being the tortoise or the hare, I am the tortoise all day. I try to take my time. I try to really digest things. You know, I try to move through things and, and I try to analyze on as many levels as possible or rewatch things. Like, I don't think that's a really, effect, I don't, first off, I don't think it's a lot of fun, but it's certainly not an effective way, at least in my opinion, to actually like come to terms with what you're watching and digesting. You're just moving stuff in front of your eyeballs. I mean, anime is already somewhat of a challenge to some degree because you're reading subtitles and you're trying to pick up on different cultural nuances or different genre expectations. And then it's usually visually dense as well. And it's got a lot of cinematic language. You have to, you have to sort of digest. And then if you're doubling that and you know, these people aren't watching like the same amount of anime, but in a shorter time frame, like they're watching they're watching at double speed so they can watch twice as much anime. Like, what's the point? I mean, again, other than the, the ability to say, look how high my power level is, look how many hours I have on my anime list, you know, but it's probably young people that haven't learned to find value in other things yet, or they're just, they're searching for something. And that's, that's one way, you know, get that number really high. And there's an issue that I have with this because there's also the idea of, the no drop policy that was in this piece and and i am i am vehemently against the no drop policy uh jack this is something you and i have spoken about ad infinitum uh when mm-hmm. things are terrible you shouldn't continue watching them <laughs> but yeah, it, the in this bad don't, don't watch it watch it <laughs> but if this the also bad don't watch it <laughs> But this is also something that comes up in this Gizmodo piece where people adhere to the no drop policy and they say they will consume an anime that they can't stand for no reason other than to complete it. It's that completionist mindset, even with stuff you hate. Like, for for example, there is one anime in particular that everyone knows that I hate, that I watch from start to finish. But I immediately did a podcast for it to to vent and get that out of my system. Ah, right. Uh, pantyhose and uh, and socks. Right. Yeah, that's the one. That's the one. Yep. Uh, also, and when I've written reviews and for shows that I didn't enjoy, I watched them and then I gave my honest opinion. But that was for the purposes of giving a review. When it's right. a show that I just don't enjoy. I'm dropping the damn thing. Quick, fast, and in a hurry. Yeah. So, Jack, I, I th- have, this is something we've gone on about. Yes. 
It certainly is. I, I've certainly got some thoughts on this. Uh, one of which is, fuck you guys. Because that is 100%. This is where, like, you know, you get into, like, artist's intention and things like that. It is 0% of people's artistic intention for anyone to take, you know, a carefully paced, carefully storyboarded uh, episode that has its moments of, you know, everything... Basically, for the most part, when you have, you know, maybe a manga has been adapted into an anime, you know, they have to take the time to figure out how much of the comic is going to go into, uh, you know, this visual time space that becomes, you know, an episode of anime. So when you double the speed of that, you basically fuck all that over. But this isn't about that. This is about how how you, you feel a little bit more special for doing that kind of thing. It makes you feel like you're smarter than other people. And to be fair, you have to have a very high IQ to understand Doki Doki Literature Club. Boy, I'm just going to keep shitting on it. But regardless, mm-hmm. this isn't something special. Anyone can do this. You, I, I could do it right now, but I'm not fucking gonna because I swear to God it is completely pointless. Well, it's Jack, you value your time in your don't life. Feel, I do value my time, and I don't think that you can I'm ever sorry, be Grant. so busy. I'm sorry, Grant. So, sometimes we get mean on this show. Sometimes, okay. and Jack, <laughs> you notice when we have a guest on, we we get mean when we have a guest on. We do get mean. Well, we're, we were just we're, talking. The, you were just saying on Twitter how mature I was as a co-host, and now I'm just like, fuck you guys, fuck you guys. We're, fuck. we're the exact opposite of most podcasts in that regard. When we have a guest on, we. <laughs> Just go all out. We're not just like, thank you so much for kind of joining us. We're going to talk today about uh, Kurosawa's. I mean, yeah, like, would you watch a Kurosawa film at double speed? I, I would hope the answer is no. Like, you take the time out of your day when you have the time. If you really have to listen to a podcast at double speed, if you really have to do something like that, I feel like just maybe just turn the podcast on and like do some other shit. That's what I do. Like you can you can multitask in other ways. You don't have to, you know, ruin the entirety of this, you know, very carefully formulated, uh, you know, uh, point of entertainment that has, you know, its own specific time. It it, it really uh, this, this is very frustrating for me to listen to. So I guess the only thing I can do to make myself feel better uh, than these people who think that they're so great for doing something as simple as changing a video setting is to uh, spew some Shakespeare at them. So, more rancorous spite, more furious raging broils than yet can be imagined or supposed. This jarring discord of nobility, this shouldering of each other in the court. Alas, what joy shall noble have? Away, vexation almost stops my breath. That sundered friend greet in the hour of death. In shorter words, fuck you <laughs> but what a piece of work is man indeed what a piece of work is man jackson to which i say roughly translated <laughs> we're better than this do better amazon's yeah, doing pick better a, p- pick up a speed game like that takes skill to do to do a game fast what is a man just a little pile of anime a miserable, pile. <laughs> miserable. Pile. No, I mean, I, I don't have any ill will towards anybody that does this. Like, I mean, live your life. I don't care. Like, I'm gonna go to sleep tonight. I'm gonna sleep just fine. I don't care if you got it on four times speed or half speed. Well, like, I really that, don't care. That makes but, one of us. I mean, <laughs> us. Like, I, I gotta be honest. Thing, I'm probably like not if, ever gonna meet somebody like this ever. So, you know, that's how I'm I can safely sure say fuck you. I, mean, I just not, think I'm that pretty the sure is stupid. Not, not to not to increase your paranoia, but 
there could be somebody watching two times anime in the room right next to you. Like you don't even know, (laughs) but like, it's one of those things where if that's what you, you know, everything for a purpose, be honest with yourself while you're doing something and reflect, like, are you really enjoying something? If you feel like you have to double it, like I, I understand maybe the only thing that I can maybe see is like, well, anime does have a lot of long pauses and drawn out scenes or slow takes both to as a cost saving measure in terms of animation, but also as a pacing thing for me, I think you lose something when you alter the work, like when you alter the way a work is, is being presented. Like if it's supposed to be presented that way, take it at that value. But you know, again, I don't, I don't care what other people do, but like, man, just like, like, you know, it's like one of those things where like, if you don't feel like, I don't know, it just feels like, Oh, I don't quite like how this food tastes. I'll eat twice as much. Like, (laughs) that just the logic just it doesn't pan out for me so i mean i guess i I hope they're i hope they're watching it legally so at least the industry is getting twice as much ad revenue for it i guess that's what i'll say yeah that is one thing in short don't think that when you do things like this it makes you feel better than everybody else that being said don't ever question my statement on this as i should be worshipped as a god I'm sorry, Grant. I interrupted you for a stupid Whoa, joke. I didn't, I didn't know I was in the presence of the divinity over here. Whoa. <laughs> Would have won a tie. <laughs> Gods and monsters on this podcast, folks. Gods and monsters. Now, guys... Just to move on, uh, since now we're all consuming anime at twice the speed, Amazon, out of the goodness of their heart, has made it a little bit easier by killing Anime Strike dead. Ding dong, witch is dead, witch old witch, the wicked witch, ding the Streaming dong, service is dead. Long dead. live the streaming service. Indeed. While Thank Anime God. Strike might be dead, uh, you can still get all of Amazon's anime through their Amazon Prime video service. It's all there, it's all accessible, and this is pretty much what everyone wanted. And once again, Jackson, the old anime podcast of some sort was a couple of steps ahead. Yeah. Be- because you remember, when this when this first popped up, both of us were pretty skeptical about how long it was going to last. And it was about a year it. ago. It was about a year ago. And, yeah. Well, we, I got I'm saying one... saying it again. Every time we get vindicated, just like legalized Darkstalkers, just like let the things we say just become the truth. <laughs> yeah. Forever. Like we, let me we said... Let another Darkstalkers game. We you wrote off. Do that? I got some requests. <laughs> we, look, the money should look, be falling from the Grant, sky. I'm not saying anything, Grant, but the podcast we put out right before Soul Calibur Six was announced was the one where I was saying Soul Calibur is dead. People, let it go. Wink. <laughs> and uh, hey. Guess what? Like, we oh, got for you, friends. Hey, so you guys want to play Soul Calibur again? Here you go. Oh, so we're really sorry about Five. Please forgive us. <laughs> that was a good day. Ah, oh, man. Please legalize Darkstalkers. I'm really sad. <laughs> I need another one. <laughs> but Anime Strike, I, oh, man. Like, I never, I never used this service, but David, you know probably the best I've out of the three of us that it was shoddy it was massive delays as opposed to you know less legal services it was not acceptable so 
I'm happily dancing on its grave just because I know you don't have to deal with that anymore. And I'm thankful for that. I consumed exactly one anime from Anime Strike that really held my interest. Exactly one. And that was Old Man Man Astro Boy. Old Man Astro Boy Inuyashiki. It, It was the one show... That, that I said repeatedly, anime strike, you sons of bitches. You got the one. <laughs> the one! <laughs> and then I, I caved. I, I bumped up my Amazon Prime for a little bit until I saw that the episodes were going out elsewhere earlier than anime strike. And that's when it was like, oh, really? Wow, I'm done. And it seemed like everyone else was done. So, anime strike, <laughs> dead. If you have Amazon I'm Prime, tired of living, but scared of dying. But old man Astro, he's on Amazon Prime. <laughs> yeah, and Star Trek think... Discovery too. Hey, don't you want to use the the CBS strength? They have their own. That just blo- that blows my mind. But yeah, it's it's on think- it's on CBS All Access, but you can also get it through Amazon Prime. Yeah, I don't I don't think it's really a shock to anybody that Strike didn't work. I mean, it was you know it was like you had to pay for it on top of paying for something. Like, I mean, it's it's both a a. I mean, Amazon can sell people on things. I mean, let's be real. Prime is a weird service. You know, it's like it, it's like, oh, it's a shipping thing, but it's also like music, music, and it's also like video or something. Like, there's there's all these weird services kind of packaged like packaged in it, and that strangely seems to work, mainly because I think of the shipping thing for everybody. But then to add another pay layer on top of that, or to have like a separate, because what was the separate fee for it? Was it like twelve or fifteen dollars if you just wanted to get Strike? It was something. Oh, yeah, I think it was twelve a month. Like twelve a month. That's you might as well just go ahead and get Prime at that price. And at twelve dollars a month, that's more expensive than like your primary competitor. Like, I mean, if you type like streaming anime and you don't call it, pull up pirate sites, but on the first Google page, which is as far as research goes in the year twenty eighteen, like the one of the first things you're going to come across is Crunchyroll, like a primary competitor, and they can you can watch for free with ads, or you can pay like what like seven dollars, like. You're almost double your your primary competitor's price, and it's so. I mean, we all knew that like this is not going to work. I mean, anime fans are already kind of notorious for not paying for things, but I think that the thing that shocks me is how quick they bailed because Amazon is all about losing money on stuff. Like they don't really they don't care how much a thing loses. They they do whatever they do. But I just I'm surprised that they just were like, meh, we're just gonna lose money for one year on this. That's the shocking thing to me. I think it really tells you just how bad it was for Anime Strike then. Not just in terms of the content they provided, but in terms of PR. It was a PR nightmare from go. Yeah. It it just it was just bad from from the start. Just no press, no transparency, nothing. And it it died on the vine. It died as it lived, screaming and without making any kind of sense at all. Because it's one, two, three strikes are out in the anime. Alright, we got another thing that is kind of equally esoteric and strange, and I'm concerned about it. So, you know, it'll fit right in, right after that story, and that's otaku coin yeah otaku coin this this 
Oh boy, this one we're we're gonna dive deep into certain parts of the internet that I'm not too <laughs> too comfortable with. But yeah, uh, per Crunchyroll, uh, Tokyo Otaku Mode has a cryptocurrency now that they are calling Otaku Coin, where you can generate cryptocurrency revenue through consuming and sharing anime content, in which you hmm. can exchange your Otaku Coin for more anime content. Okay. Hmm. And... Well, and their advisory board uh, includes uh, the CEO of Anime News Network, Christopher McDonald, uh, a gentleman by the name of Palmer Lucky, who is the inventor of the Oculus Rift, and that's all we're, that's all we're going to say about him on this podcast. That's all, that's all we're going to say about him. The less said, the better. And right, they're... Br- forest, run away. Yeah. Yeah. And they're... Their brand ambassador is the Japanese AI that will sometimes pop up in your Twitter feed, Kizuna AI from Japan. Hmm. Grant, I'm going to throw this one around your way first because I, I want Jack to, to stew a little bit. I, I want that to, to come from a simmer to a boil, and then we'll get back to Jack. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> Otaku coin, Grant. Uh, this is a this, this is a this is a thing, is ain't a, it? You it's know, thing. I think that my first thought was I felt really bad for a lot of the ANN staff because, like, I think we almost, I think we forget sometimes like how personable and like sort of small our hobby is in a way because, like, we know a lot of the Crunchyroll and ANN people and all that, like, and like we we know who they are and we interact with them on Twitter and they're really good people and. I don't know, to kind of wake up to something like this, because, you know, your personal politics aside or whatever, like sort of by being tied up in this, it kind of becomes like a political monetary thing like that you and and so like them having to kind of wake up on a Saturday and have to make all these responses and everything to it. You know, I I just I felt like that was kind of I was like, man, that's really unfair for them Um, because it seemed to be a surprise to many of them, too. But I just I mean, all I can think about. And I think I tweeted something about this was that like sometimes they'll come out with like, you know, official video gamer extreme soda or like, you know, get your official Halo three potato chips or your, you know, Star Wars (laughs) toilet paper. Like it's just such a it's this weird hyper specific branding on a thing that if you want it to succeed, probably shouldn't be so specific. Like, I mean, look, I'm not an economist. I don't block the chains. I don't do any of that stuff. But. Like, it seems like if you want a money, like a, a, a currency to have value, you want it to have the highest circulation possible. So when you say, like, this is anime money, you already just kind of, like, truncate your market. Like, we're not talking. Maybe like this is going to the people that watch anime at twice the speed. <laughs> yeah, yeah these for. guys are going to be farming all the purple drop otaku coins and trading them for who even who even knows but they got tired of dealing with bitcoin (laughs) (laughs) it just seems it seems like a it seems like kind of a cash-in move it feels like whoa the fad right now is to have your own imaginary money we're gonna have one too it doesn't really sound like it's like okay you make it by watching it but also you make it by earning it like again I, i don't know a lot of it's it seems very and like the the front is an AI, like I don't know. It seems very kind of questionable to me. This the, it doesn't pass the sniff test, and that that's that's number one for me. But it just seems 
does, and it seems like the solution to a problem that's doesn't exist. Like the problem wasn't that we didn't have a way to pay. Like it's, it seems it's one of its goals seems to be to pay animators and to pay industry, like put more money into the industry. But the problem wasn't like that. We didn't have a, it's like we were sitting over here with goats and chickens and wagon wheels. Like how do we, how do we exchange goods and services? We can't, like, we don't have a way, like we already have money can be money. exchanged like, for goods and services. Like we have that already. That's not the problem is other systemic issues there that need to be addressed. Not, it wasn't that we didn't have like a, a medium of exchange. That wasn't the problem. So this seems very strange to me and it just sounds ridiculous. I mean, otaku coin, like it just like literally anime money. Like, I don't know guys, this does not sound like it does. Sounds like in a year from now, we'll be talking about how it didn't work. That's just what it sounds like to me. <laughs> and maybe I'm wrong. Like, I maybe it's just going to completely re- redefine the industry. People are going to be swimming in anime coin, and I'm over here going, "No, no! If only I'd bought in." Now I'm a pauper, and everyone else is a prince. But I, I don't know. I am skeptical, very skeptical. Jackson Dalton Alistar, <laughs> I get the impression you have something to say. Do you? Oh um, no, no, <laughs> just just that poochie just, uh, just just clearing my throat. Jesus Christ, man. <laughs> Get that checked out. I think you have a severe case. <laughs> this sounds like a scam. I'm just saying it's right out the gate. Um, there are many scam sites that want you to peruse their wares, and they will offer you a fake currency that you can then put into their services along with your real money. And this sounds like that kind of thing. The people involved nonwithstanding... I, I wouldn't trust this in the biggest hands of anime streaming and all that. My main problem is... Would you trust a Japanese you... YouTube AI? You wouldn't steal a Japanese AI pizza. <laughs> hey, we've yes, all stolen a Japanese AI before. Look, I mean, you <laughs> if, guys weren't Shadowrunners? If I stole I a, a pizza from a Japanese a AI... <laughs> I would steal a pizza from a Japanese AI because it'd be really funny when he would turn around and go, Nani! <laughs> but what would a Japanese AI even need with pizza? Like, no, I, I don't know much about <laughs> cryptocurrency myself, but what I do know is uh, this doesn't sound like it's going to logistically be able to go to. How are you going to convert this cryptocurrency into actual funds for uh, anime industry to? then churn back out and make basically what it sounds like they're doing is we're going to watch your thing and we'll get money for it. And then we can put it towards the weird place on the anime roulette wheel that we want to support. And then you'll just give it back to us. Like there's an idea there of, okay, you get to kind of choose what content you want, but how's that actually going to go to monetarily supporting these industries? Like, like this feels almost like a way to cheat around actually giving animators money, which they'd so desperately need. So, um, mm, I'm not okay with it. And again, I am not in any sense an expert on things like uh, cryptocurrency, Bitcoin, anything like that, but just doesn't sit well with me. None of it. Any, any part of this is just kind of upsetting me. 
especially this stupid little graphic on the site explaining it just really bothers me for some reason. It's just so colorful and childish. Like, this is what it's going to do. Like, But it's kawaii, uh, Jack. It's kawaii. Oh, I, I so love the fact that the male and female mascots for uh, Bamkuchin Ramen are on the front here explaining to me where this weird Mario coin bootleg is going to go. Uh, it, I don't know. I just a lot. A lot of this is just really. I have all the red flags going off in my head about the 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 dubiousness of this. And aside from that, just I I do I have before uh, actually put some money towards uh, animators like when there's crowdfunding stuff going down where like you know this young. Uh, anime group wants to make something like a short or whatever like I'll put my money towards it mostly because I want the cool stuff but also because they really do deserve it and I feel like this is just like well we just don't feel like it's worth giving them real money so we'll give them pretend money and they'll feel better I just you know like guys it's not that hard you can go out you can look at but stuff it's not on pretend Kickstarter. money Jack. it's internet money <laughs> oh it's 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 that makes it so much better I mean, you can't, you can't, you cannot tell me that, uh, you know, you know what Bitcoin or Otaku coin is supposed to look like. For all we know, the people who are making this stuff up imagine it in their heads as Monopoly money. It's the only thing I can imagine. In any case, good luck to people who are going to invest in this, kinda. I just hope that you don't, like, ruin yourself. Just don't make sure you can buy food, you know, and for the people responsible for this idea. Well, you already know what I'm going to say, so I'm just going to leave it. Well, we'll talk about something to talk about. Let's 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 talk talk about some things. things. Yes, that's what we do here on the APOS positivity. We're all about positivity here. Are you upset? Are you upset? Are you upset? (laughs) That's my impression. Of my favorite child. <laughs> Are you upset, man? <laughs> in the last couple of weeks, you guys, there have been two anime that have come out, and they're pretty much inescapable. Uh, the first yeah. one I'm going to talk about, because I- I'm really happy this was as successful as it was, uh, Devilman Crybaby. Uh, one, I'm, su- I'm happy that it blew up and was as successful as it was, because it was not on Crunchyroll, it was not on High Dive, shout out to High Dive, it was actually on Netflix. Everyone out there decided to have a little Netflix chill and watch Devilman Crybaby. And I'm all for as many legal outlets as possible being successful with anime. Mm-hmm. I, in this in this space, I'm a big fan of the of the idea of competition helping everyone, and I'm glad that Devilman Crybaby was as much of a hit as it was. This was the first anime that I watched in a very long time that I enthusiastically binge-watched in a day, from oh episode 1 to episode 10. I I Jeez. could not stop. I watched the whole damn thing. I think I took a break like at episode 5 or 6. I took a break. But other than that, I, I shot through the whole thing. 
You're made uh, of sterner stuff than me, my friend. I could not watch that in a day. Oh, I would I, be destroyed. <laughs> I was massively busy. Otherwise, I likely would have done the same because it's really fucking pretty. But I'll get to that. You know, you guys know I'm going to be the one gushing about the animation and shit. But holy crap, David, please walk us through like what exactly is Devilman Crybaby? Aside from Devilman- the story of episode one, Shinji Ikari who immediately is not Shinji Ikari anymore. Devilman Cryberry tells us the story of a gentleman who becomes a devil man, where he is not quite human, not quite demon, but a little bit of both with all of their strengths and none of their weaknesses. And he is saving humanity to the best of his ability from demons with the help of his friend, Akira Rio, no, God, Rio, Rio, sorry. Akira Fudo is our main guy, uh, the devil man. Uh, they call him a crybaby because he has a tendency to, to get a little weepy, get a little emotional. Yeah, but he shouldn't run away. He doesn't. He doesn't. <laughs> he does not. He mustn't and, and he doesn't. There was so much I enjoyed about this show. The action was good. <laughs> The, the content was good. The music was good. The ensemble cast was good. The supporting characters were phenomenal. The message from beginning to end was strong. And I do not binge watch anything. Ever. And I binge watched this because I just found it to be utterly compelling. The animation uh, was very Go Nagai. In terms of look, in terms of like visual distinction, it was very much of its creator, Go Nagai. Uh, I feel like there were points where it felt like there might not have been much of a budget at points, but I'm not going to kill him for it because the actual stills and the colors a lot of times were so good. And... Also, I appreciated how it was unapologetically mature. It wasn't a kind of etchy, haha, titties anime. It was, there's a lot of blood, there's a lot of violence, there's naked bodies, there are people having sex. This is a mature anime, and you really should not let your kids watch this. And I think that's something that is often missing. And again, I'm really glad Netflix picked this up because this is something that you probably wouldn't see in other outlets that stream anime legally because a lot of those places trend younger. So for me, that's another point in Netflix's corner. That's something that they can they can go with. But I, I have to say, Devilman Crybaby, it was absolutely fantastic. It was a great 10-episode thrill ride from start to finish for me. I I watched it in a day. Uh, Grant, uh, Jack, I know you said in the pre-show you have not finished it. Jack, how about you? Or Grant, how about you? Oh, yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll just go ahead real quick since I've only seen the first two episodes thus far, but uh, it, it's a really beautiful show. It really is. Like, like this is 100% above the standard that most Netflix anime has has been for me it's really nice again like you said there are a few moments where it's very obviously uh flash based or at the very least they're using some kind of skeletal movement to just kind of shorthand a kind of throwaway scene but 
the color palettes, the composition, uh, character design for the monsters, the transformation sequences, it's all just a fucking rad spectacle. And you get this really interesting, you know, kind of cozy, not too... uh, not too heady kind of uh, of a concept and uh, plot to bring you along. And I'm sure it, it gets way more because it, it feels like the kind of concept that's going to just take itself and, and run, run with it. And I'm excited for that because, and it's just, I, I really love the look of it and I love, you know, the cast is great. I'm watching it in English and I think that they have a really solid voice cast and, uh, you, know, you know, everything looks, sounds great. And uh, I think I really don't think I have too many nitpicks, honestly. I just think a couple of, uh, you know, the those those throwaway scenes were just a little bit too drawn out. But, you know, it gets you from A to B and then you're back into, you know, rad dopeness. I, I really feel like this is kind of one of those things <laughs> that I'm going to be describing as just like this. This gave me as much fun times as Helsing and Helsing is one of my all-time favorite animes so i'm looking forward to delving in with more of it because it super deserves it and i want to be able to take uh my time with it uh even though i i would have binged if i had more time i I feel like i should just like have time when i i'm not like you know taking care of anything else i'm not like putting the time around to writing i'm gonna just really sit myself down when there is dedicated time to looking at this because it is worth it absolutely worth it and thank god for it and also thank god to all the people bringing out the the og devil man memes because that is really enjoyable (laughs) thank you anna twitter you've done something good you can feel good about yourselves for once (laughs) Uh, i jest i jest Grant, I will ask you something, but and then then from there you can go on. I just realized okay. Jack Jack su- said something that made me realize that is exactly why I was able to binge watch it so quickly and easily because for me this was like a full five course meal that I just inhaled like I loved it just oh, just give me more. <laughs> <laughs> but I also watched the English dub, so it was a little bit easier to digest for me um are you watching it dubbed or subbed i was watching it subbed although i watched uh, about the first 15 seconds past every opening in english because even though i had it set to japanese audio every time it started a new episode it would start in the english anyway so most episodes for me started with a character speaking the first part of their sentence in english and then me switching back to japanese audio every time so i watched a small percentage of it in the dub and the probably aggregate minute that I heard in the dub sounded fine. (laughs) Um, No, I, I really liked it too. Um, I think, you know, you guys are hitting on a lot of the same points that I probably would have said. Um, It feels, it makes me feel, I don't think it's a perfect work by any stretch. I have some issues with it. Um, Some of them are sort of broader, like representation thematic type things. Some of them are in terms of some of the plotting and some of the pacing, um, some of them are the content specifically, but really it made me feel like a young fan again because, and I did a whole big thing about this, but, um, you know, when I was first watching anime, it wasn't a gradual, like I didn't gradually come into the hobby. I just was flipping channels one night and I didn't even know what I was watching, but I happened to cross when I was like, I don't know, maybe eight, nine years old, happened to cross vampire hunter D 
late at night on sci-fi channel and i was just like what is this and i just was i was shocked i was completely and utterly like at a loss and i had no idea what i was watching and it was of course at night in the dark the rest of the house was asleep and it was just like i felt like i hope no one catches me watching this because i have no and i had no idea what i was seeing either it felt both kind of exhilarating and terrifying and almost kind of shameful because of the content um and i think it, so like, for, it went a little too far for you at times I no, I don't this I don't know if I would say too far. It is a very difficult show to watch. Uh, at least for me it was. Um some of the content, especially kind of in an existential like I empathize with characters on screen a lot. So like sometimes this was incredibly difficult for me to watch because it was just like oh, like I can't handle this. But the content is of such a uh caliber of sort of like over the topness. You know, this is your this 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 slides right in with your MD guys your fist of the North star film, your Ninja scrolls, like you're just the, the eighties kind of like hyper violent OVAs that we grew up on. And like, even though I love those things and I was, you know, I cut my teeth on them. Some, you, it can be difficult to watch, especially just like over and over and over again. And especially because this, the characters here are pretty well realized. And so they feel, you know, very human. So to see the kind of like a lot of times in those old hyper violent OVAs, you didn't really have much character. These were 80s action hero types. They just walked in and killed people and the people they killed, you didn't really care about. Like this is a lot of, a lot of like heavy uh, kind of human suffering elements to it. So it's difficult to see these people get, have these horrible things visited upon them. Um, I guess that's one it, thing I'm about is human suffering because <laughs> you're going to get it <laughs> when you when you mentioned these things that the characters are enduring and how you said you, you empathize with them. For me, it resonated with me on such a strong level mm. that and because of my cold, twisted black heart, it, it just kind <laughs> of clicked for me. So that is another way that I did appreciate it as well. I get what you're saying. I'm thinking I just reacted in a certain way to where it just resonated differently for me, but, sure. but I'm totally with you. Yeah. And I, I, I definitely agree. And I think that's the thing. I think that's probably, there's a lot of things here, you know, and this is one of those where I don't, you know, I don't, I can't speak authoritatively on whether it, it you know, cause it's representing a lot of different, groups that maybe don't get as much especially overt like there's a lot of subtext sometimes in anime about certain groups or identities that that we don't see a lot in american animation or in media in general but this is a lot more overt about that and i i can't speak definitively and say okay yeah like this was good this was perfect like this is how it is i have no idea but it was great to see those kinds of things um but i think most importantly is that this is not a work you don't have a reaction to like you're not going to go into this and then turn off episode 10 and then go, eh, it didn't make me feel one way or the other. Like this is, I think maybe I would call it art, like with a lowercase a, like we're not talking about sort of like classical Renaissance styles of, you know, ancient buildings with Corinthian pillars and the, the masters of philosophy. This is like kind of, this is raw meat thrown on the table, you know, Jackson Pollock splatter paint. This is art in the sense that it pushes your perceptions and it's going to challenge you and maybe it doesn't always succeed, but you, you cannot, this is going to make you feel something. This is going to make you feel something. Yeah. And and it should rather you could, even if you watched it at double speed, you would be like, I have to like, (laughs) it's going to compel you to talk about it and engage with it. And I think that's really, really important. Like I, this is not a turn your brain off 
um, kind of work. And I think that's great. I think it's really fantastic. Uh, it's not something that I'm going to pop in tonight, you know, before I go to sleep or anything like that. <laughs> Net- there, there, it's going to be Netflix and analyze, not Netflix and chill. Yeah. yeah. Netflix, say, uh, that, sit in the corner that is, and, and hold myself. <laughs> if, if there are, if there are any ladies out there, can stay like, that, <laughs> there are any single ladies out there in the anime space that want to Netflix and analyze, that's at just called me DJM on Twitter. Talk to you, boy. We can we can Yo, Netflix too, an animal. I'm recently single. We, uh, let's let's Bojack Horseman and chill, but also can, cry a lot about it. We can Netflix and analyze and have a discussion over the human condition and everything in between, and then we can watch Pop Team Epic and have ourselves a good laugh instead of an <laughs> existential cry. Yeah. <laughs> one one last thing about Devilman Crybaby before I get into my pop team epic voice again because I love doing that voice so def- desperately is I think that there's one aspect of it that is absolutely art with a capital A. I think that the visual aesthetic they've really seriously nailed. Like there there hasn't there's not too many boring shots in it. It it's honestly the kind of thing that I was just discussing with um like my little animation group that we we'd love to do with animation is just like push you know the color palettes a little bit more uh push where uh you know you, you fit things on the screen i just remember like the 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 party scene in the first episode especially is just so crazy with all the colors which is to be understandable but there was such a really cinematic scene in that where there were two uh dancing figures in silhouette and they took about 80 percent of the screen and then you have akira in the center uh, and a lot of the action is very much obscured and that's such a cinematic thing to do is you know that, that makes the viewer want to pry forward and like that's definitely the one thing i think people can take from it and go okay let's just fucking talk about the cinema photography of this anime because <laughs> it's really fucking solid yeah you also knows what he's doing he's he's mm, very skilled good times good times all right, well, now let's talk about Pop Team Epic and about how upset we all are. What's all upset? My name is, uh, upset? My name is no, we're not upset. Are you upset? Hell are no. You upset? Are you upset? Grant, are you What's upset? Up, Pop Team Epic. I don't, I, I, I don't know. I'm, <laughs> I haven't watched Pop Team Epic yet, but I want to. So, Oh, <laughs> it is... Let, let, let's talk about Pop Team Epic because, because this is the other anime that's really kind of blowing up right now. And oh man, let's let's go back in time a little this bit. World, I would fucking kill you. <laughs> no, let's go back in time. <laughs> Many moons ago, your boy DJM dated a a lovely young woman, and and. The anime, one of the two animes that we bonded over, the first one, believe it or not, was actually Serial Experiments Lane. So, yes, I'm not the only one. But the other was Super Milk Chan, the show that had a brief run on Adult Swim that was a healthy mix of ultra-mature content, a double dub with Japanese pop culture references and eight and American pop culture references, complete with skits from the staff at ADV Films. R.I.P. ADV Films. Ripping and then pop. Rest in and pepperoni. then pop team epic came along, folks. 
And holy mother of God, this show. I've seen it described as dank memes the anime. And I've seen it described as shit posting the anime. But I feel like both of those, <laughs> neither of those, do Pop Team Epic nearly enough credit. Because this no. is a show that I can only describe as the spiritual successor to Super Milk Chan. That's a really good way of putting it. Even just earlier today, I had to give a shout out to Monica Riel, who was in those skits from ADV Films, where they were talking with the voice actors and everything. Because yes, this show does have voice actor cutaways. And she herself, Monica Riel, who, who was the voice of Tetsuko, the, the robot in this, she said she's absolutely obsessed with this show. And guys, I gotta Thank tell goodness. you, th- this show is kind of a batshit meta humor mess of brilliance. Yeah. And Hope two episodes in, in. There's so much to love. Two episodes <laughs> in. Batshit meta humor. Yeah. This is. And then it'll go, and, wait, why am I dead? <laughs> exclamation point, question mark. Fade to black. And th- this is like the chocolate cake that is being served to you on top of a naked lady dessert for me after the five course meal of devil man cry baby i'm just i'm more more i'm i'm loving how creosote monty python well i see this podcast essentially as my vomitorium so it it works well thank goodness Thank goodness, because I, I I feel the same way. I just vomit words about animus. <laughs> yeah, as 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 people mo- must know, like this was a hundred percent going to be something that was up my alley as well. Because if there's one thing I really enjoy from Japan, it's when they go a little bit insane with with their comedy, and this is just like knocking futs. Um. And what I'm especially loving, Jack, one more thing when I'll let you go. One other thing that I'm loving is that how it references its own subculture. It puts Mm. the mirror on its own subculture. And it even had a joke about making screenshots. And oh God, that felt so good. That that was such a, that was such a satisfying joke. I'm loving that it makes references towards its own subculture. Go ahead, Jack. I was just going to say, just for the the two people who are living under a rock and don't know exactly what Pop Team Epic is, that's the name that you got to assign to the weird banana-headed lady with the bow on her hair and uh, her, her stout friend with the pigtails that occasionally will flip you the finger on all those amazing uh, Twitter meme comics you'll find floating around. They're really, really fun. They're really fun. And as you said, there are a lot of nods to that culture. And what I saw uh, a really cool anime or, you know, all ends kind of, uh, fella Zen Huxtable, I believe. Really cool guy. Talks about anime a lot. He recently talked about Pop Team Epic uh, after the wake of the first episode came out. And uh, his postmortem was essentially, hey, the comedy's still funny because it doesn't have to be... It. His, his thought was, uh, what I also tend to hold pretty true, is that good reference humor is something that will do something with the joke that 
will not be necessary for you to understand the source material. So for the most part, that certainly is the case for Pop Team Epic, and it's absolutely fantastic. It's just like these short segments of insanity, and they give you the choice. Uh, they, they give you two different uh, kind of slices of the same episode. Uh, with a few with a few line changes, a few tonal changes here and there, you can listen to it with uh, the two main characters uh, with little girl voices, uh, which are not really all that annoying. They're actually quite great. But my preferred version is always going to be just the dudes, <laughs> the male voices. <laughs> They're so that, that is, good. It's the preferred version. It's it the, the definitive just, hey, what's up? Are you guys just fucking <laughs> coming out of a little tiny... The anime girl's mouth. <laughs> and then the, the previews so far for both of the episodes have been this like idol the idol anime that has absolutely nothing to do with it. <laughs> just it's just a rapid fire of what what you don't we don't want to wait for you to laugh. Like we're gonna get to the next thing. Next gag, next gag, next gag, next gag. It's like you know what this the, the is second like episode reminded Osamatsu me of Jan- at twice the speed. <laughs> Jack, yes. uh, the the second episode where it kind of started off with what looked like a a almost but not quite done storyboard of what is supposed to be some kind of action anime, and oh, oh yeah, my like goodness, the, kind of the way they quest situation they interjected, and that was almost gumball esque in how meta it was. And Absolutely. I just lost it because it had all of those things. It had the serious voice acting. It had the anime music. And then the two girls just interjected and broke the whole thing. And and once again, th- this is me showing my hand here. I love anime that deconstructs anime. So th- this, is, this is just so up my alley. I, I have not felt this way about a show like this since humanity has declined where it was a show that just had nothing good to say about the genre itself while still kind of being it was a parody while also being its own thing and it was just all exactly over the place what we needed. like it, it's the the cutaways are hyperspeed comedy and like Jack said, you don't almost don't have time to laugh at the jokes before they go on to the next ones. And it's mm. just, it's, it's frighteningly funny. And, and I'm glad that, and Grant, I know you were talking about this, where it feels like right now we are entering an experimental phase with anime and people that are doing animation in Japan are being a bit more experimental and what I also like is that they're being a bit more, how do I put this, reactionary towards mm-hmm. the anime genre and what Japan has created in the anime genre. And I think that's a good thing. Uh, uh, have we sold you on Pop Team Epic yet, Grant? Have we sold you? Oh, I definitely want to. I definitely want to check it out. And I, I don't know if I would necessarily. I mean, I don't want to like say like you're totally wrong or anything like that. But I, I'm not sure if I'm necessarily positing because I did a big thread on Twitter and all this where I, I'm not necessarily positing that I think. I mean, obviously, Pop Team, Pop Team Epic is very current, um, but I'm not necessarily sure. I would argue that I feel like we're in a new experimental phase, but I think we're in a place where people are recognizing the experimental stuff like 
Devil May Cry Baby and Pop Team Epic are not your standard shows. They're not, you know, the Moe or, or Shonen or whatever. They're not like your very standard products. You know, it's not another light novel adaptation or visual novel adaptation or, you know, uh, some isekai work or something like that. Like it, it's these are experimental works like they de- they take a lot of risks, but they are also wildly popular and very much a part of the discussion. And I think that will alter people's perceptions of what anime can be. Whereas I think there's always, you know, it's not like you also ever stop working or anything like that. Like there's always going to be weird stuff out there, but as opposed to like, these are not niche products. Like these are front and center. People are going to get, it's going to get eyeballs on it. And that's, what's important to me because I think it's going to alter fandom and it's going to alter what fandom expects out of animation. And that's really important to me. Um, but and hopefully this will because of that it will also have a feedback loop and inspire other creators to do you know maybe slightly stranger things but you know the, instead of taking because there's there's I mean there's so many anime series that come out every season and so many of them they're just interchangeable you really you can't tell one it really from the is other a genre at that point even though you know it is yeah, technically it be a, medium. a medium there right. there a hundred percent is a genre of anime yeah. um you know like. Uh, God, I, I can't think of it. Who exactly said this? Um, it was like a friend of a friend said it's like girls in zero gravity smiling up at you or like dudes with the sword. Like, that's it. <laughs> that's the two kinds. Right. And it's like, it's fine for those things to exist. I never want there to not be safe media for people to consume. Like, look, sometimes when I get home at the end of the day, I am exhausted. I've been challenged all day. I just want to see some hot blooded shonen character scream at the top of their lungs and punch a ghost in the face. And that's fine. Like I don't have to always be intellectually challenged, that, but I that, do kind of, you want- know, that that's, that is my problem. Grant that, that is the sickness that I have had in my head forever because <laughs> I have, I have always wanted, like I am that addict that needs like the sweet Alabama liquid snake of anime to make me feel anything anymore. You're that lady and from Holes with the rattlesnake venom nail polish. I I need God that's what it. I need. Like I I don't disparage anyone for doing what you said anymore. I don't disparage it anymore, but I know that for me, I I need something that is born from like hot peppers from certain territories in Mexico that usually don't have many humans seeing them that may not be sanctioned by the UN that you have to so get through. So you're saying through. you need spicy memes. Spicy. Well, it's a good, th- it's a good thing that you're watching Pop Team Epic. <laughs> and and like- I, I, I need it injected into my veins. I can't just eat it. I can't just consume it. I yeah. need that high-grade injected into my veins. I need the high-end weird anime like that i don't get this excited about anime anymore which is why i'm so (laughs) glad that we have these because yeah this is something that sparks my fandom that i don't get anymore so i'm i'm so happy that it exists and that there seems to be a trend coming and and people are talking about it and people are actively engaging with it like nobody's there's nobody on the sidelines for these works. Like people are kind of all in and that's, what's exciting because hopefully that will change the kinds of constant, just like the same discussions we see. Like, I mean, again, do whatever you want with your life. But if I see another top 10 
anime deaths list or if I see another who would beat who. I'm just like, oh, I just don't care. I don't care at all. This isn't the kind of discussion I want to be having about my media. Like, Jeff, Japanese you know, anime viewers listed their 10 favorite waifus for the month of March. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm still going to keep making my caustic remarks that Soul Eater is the best Boku no Wackademia nut hero Pikachu that ever existed. So, that being said, <laughs> awkward silence. So, while well, I just fucking drop I, a bomb. I got I'm some, just. I got some homework I'm, for both of you. Uh-oh. I'm just taking. I'm uh, just taking a hit right now. Is there going to be a test? A oh, no, I didn't well, study. Well, I've had this nightmare. Oh jeez. <laughs> oh jeez. Well, a failing for David, class <laughs> for David and his uh, need for the Bizarro. Uh, I I continue to urge you to watch Osamatsu-san. Uh, I guess if you want the same kind of high you're getting from Pop Team Epic to watch it at double the speed, but it's not required. Yeah. And uh, I did talk about it a little bit in a previous APOS, but Kyoso Giga is kind of doing that for me. You know, mm-hmm. I've been kind of keeping that at slow, but that is 100% like something that is just like challenging, you know, what you can do with the you know, the artistic look of things a lot similar to how devil man is. And then for the both of you, so this is for David and Grant, Ooh. I want you guys to take a look at the opening for pop team Epic. And just let me know if you do not firmly believe, like does the guy that is reflecting uh, our two main characters in his mirrored sunglasses, does he not look like Tommy Wiseau? Because I really need some validation on that. Yes, Jackson. Yes, 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 yes. I I know what you're talking about. And yes, yes, absolutely. Yes, Jack. Okay, good. You get an A+. I'm, so I'm, if that's not all the motivation. Then in that case, need, I'm just, I'm just going to take another hit then. I'm going to take another hit. <laughs> Oh boy, yeah, it, you know, they both, both of these uh, animes that have really been capturing people's attention right now, they, they feel like they both have something to remark about, like, um, like we said, it might be for different reasons, but um, there absolutely is something to react to in both of these shows, and I'm so happy that they exist right now, because after the the I would say like the indie darling that was Inuyashiki just being like fuck you this is gonna be about an old man like we have you know this gateway now where this stuff is gonna be more mainstream and it's gonna be uh, pushing towards having a more you know a, a far less homogenized product for uh, you know us overseas fans so so I'm excited I am so excited so excited I'm gonna take another sip of coffee. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna take another sip of this monster that i'm drinking oh my and god all, all i all i can say to, to no it's not monster it's mutant i saw it in the oh store dear. today it's it's brand new it's called mutant it's too scary i'm pretty like sure it. like almost every like like sea level comic like almost all of their plot lines start with some new energy drink that turns people into monsters so Please don't drink mutant. This sounds sounds like it's gonna go bad for you. Like if you have tentacles by the end of the podcast, we'll know it was because of mutant. That's uh, well, gonna get sunset overdrive up in here. It's about time I get something from watching all this anime. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Brought to you by Oh man, what if Pop Team Epic has like their own like sponsored soda and it's called like Pop Team Epic Pop? 
God, pop. Soda, and, and they, soda pop team epic. They actually so, call it if they actually call it pop, which is what we call it in Michigan. Oh man, I will lose my mind. I, I'm I'm just gonna say pop team me, daddy. Pop team me hard. Also, I, I for won't. the monsters to call it cola, it's a type of soda. You uncultured swines. Yes, and, and that goes for you. That goes for all of you down south that like to call everything Coke. Not everything is Coke, you weirdos. Some things Weirdo. are Pepsi. I call it all Fresca because I'm a special snowflake. I'm very different and I'm unique. And that's how it is. So, And you know what, what Grant? I just pander to all those homestucks and call it all Fago. People will hate me. Hey, 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 hey. You, you know, delicious. You know where Fago comes from, don't you, Jackson? Watch it. I certainly do. Okay. I love I love Fago, but I mean, like the fact that it became this whole thing. Like you want to talk about ascended memes? Like fucking man, let's not talk about Homestuck on this podcast. No. And and we're I'm certainly sure. not going to talk. We're certainly not going to talk about insane clown posse either. I'm like, there's a few things that I'm like proud of my ignorance of, but with Homestuck, there's a lot of pride there. I'm so glad that I know nothing about it and i will continue to hold that ignorance close to my heart keep me going through the night right. grant what you do know about is tokusatsu which we can hear about on the blade Looking yeah. Thieves podcast yeah. uh grant thank you so much for coming on and joining us and tell everybody thanks else me, you, thanks for letting tell us, us what you've got you. going on <laughs> <laughs> look if i didn't let people yell at me i wouldn't talk to anyone so <laughs> you know. if i didn't let people yell at me i wouldn't get any <laughs> Oh, God. Well, story of my life story of my I'm life sorry i'm sorry <laughs> grant what else have you got going on uh so i'm over at the blade licking thieves anytime you guys want to pop on by we do eastern media reviews uh to always try to have fun guests on and things like that but kaiju movies and anime and and martial arts films we try to do deep dives and also have some fart jokes in between. Um, I'm doing some, you can also, I guess, find me on Twitter is where I spend most of my time. Clearly, my time is worth very little, uh, at Grant the Thief. Uh, and then you can probably find me popping around. I'll be doing a couple of side blog projects and things like that. I'm writing a little Dragon Ball fan fiction for fun. I'm enjoying that. So, oh, you nice. know, whatever. I'm here and there. I'm doing some things. I'll be around. Every time a bell rings, I'm there, winking, <laughs> encouraging you. Judging. <laughs> Judging as well. I'm encouraging Softly you, but I'm judging. judging. You know, I'm everyone like follow this man. Everyone follow Grant. Yeah, really, really good level-headed uh, discussions on anime. So you know, completely the, exact the opposite, opposite of what we just got doing. Of this. <laughs> the exact well, opposite. They, they've bought it. We have fun already. <laughs> we we have fun. We have fun. Also, can I just can I just state that it is also really nice to meet a fellow adult who just kind of does fan fiction for fun times. Unless yeah. you were joking about that, in which case no. I totally was too. Ha <laughs> ha. No, I'll send you a link. It's fun. I, I enjoy. I, I'm I'm big on narratives and themes. And so I was like, you know what? Here's what I would do, and it's fun. I enjoy it. I love to write. So yeah, like when I don't want to fuck around with remembering what I can and can't write about for like actual fiction in public domain, I do like to dabble in it. And so uh, the appreciation is there. Gold sure. medal for you, sir. Oh, ooh, gold. <laughs> uh, actually, thanks so it's much for having me on, you know. guys. Uh, oh, hey, I mean, you know, that, that's, that's its own kind of reward, really. It's different, you know. <laughs> I need to keep coming up with more descriptors for this not ex- <laughs> keep turning into Homer Simpson. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> well, golly. It's very hard to baby. <laughs>
Jack, we're doing the wrap up. What have you got going on? Oh, man, what don't I got going on? I got a lot of things, folks. So Instagram did blow up, so I'm going to go ahead and plug that first. That's Rock Behind the Wheel. Uh, please check it out, because um, if you contact me there, you can find all kinds of really fun stuff. Uh, that's where my artwork is going first. I also, um, you know, I'm kind of, like, actively talking to people and linking them to the stuff I'm working on. So, you know, you can get a little, like, sneak preview of, like, what the PDF for the comic is looking like, because that's going to be a thing eventually. How to get ahead in life is, you know, like, very... I, I know it keeps being like the, the comics happening guys and like, you know, it'll still be maybe like a month, a uh, good solid month or so, but like that's happening. And uh, I am currently at, I want to say it's 36 K word for Technicolor nights, like the follow-up novel. And uh, you know, that's, that's uh, gonna just, we're just going to keep plugging that and uh, keep, you know, pushing forward on it. And uh, you know, you can get links to that, you know, to kind of like beta read what's been there so far uh, from my Instagram. Cause I just kind of keep that stuff on hand there. And then you can also just find me just yelling indiscriminately about everything because where else do you do that on Twitter at Jack D Tyler D uh, where I am currently eviscerating Doki Doki literature club. All that being said, Yuri best girl, but I'm getting ahead of myself. Uh, you know, it's always a good time over at Shay Jack right now. Cause this, year started out pretty freaking spectacularly and uh i guess uh for good measure once this podcast comes out i will be linking back to some uh you know some uh the filmed version of the cosplay contest entry uh which was kind of poorly uh filmed but you know everybody in my group was pretty drunk by that point so it's fine I, I remember hearing one person just kind of go, you're doing amazing, sweetie. So gives you gives you an idea of their enthusiasm, if nothing else. So that's what I got going on. And, uh, you know, thank you so much for listening, folks. And again, thank you, Grant, for coming on. Yeah, and thanks having for having the, me. The good, and the good, hey, everybody. Good it's, it's your boy, DJM. We all know Jack's got the Instagrams covered. But uh, old Deej... You might want to check him out on twitch.tv slash just call me DJM in the not too distant future. We might be doing the Twitch okay. streams. We might be playing the video games. Video we, games. We, oh, dang. We, we, we might be expanding the brand, folks, at twitch.tv slash just call me DJM. So stay tuned. Wink. Okay, wink. well, you got to make sure you do the, you know, like. You were you were a connoisseur. You were a viewer of of such Twitch streams, but now you gotta you gotta double down, David. You gotta be, uh, you know, you gotta be one of the titty gamers, you know, because Twitch, well, they, they you know they are the tits of the GTFO group. You gotta make I, sure you pander, man. Uh, well, I am the hitting buttons. the gym pretty hard because you you can see that I'm I'm trying to get into some decent shape for Twitch. So may, may, maybe in the future. But yeah, twitch.tv/justcallmedjm in the not too distant future. Thank you everybody for listening to the anime podcast of some sort. Grant the Thief, thank you so much for coming on. Anytime, guys. This was great. And we will talk with you all again in the not too distant future. Don't watch things at double speed. Thank you.